Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the Aqua Blue Lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Very stoked for tonight's guest. Uh, it's the the first guest on the Bobcast within the the new presidency, the new uh, you know um, era. Uh, I first met the artists during this whole quarantine. You know, searching to, uh, for artists to come on to these uh, online festivals that I was doing, losing my mind doing these online festivals that lasted sometimes from like 11 a.m. to like 1 a.m. And uh, when I discovered tonight's uh, guest, uh, I thought that she was, she was uh, wonderful. She had a great song writing structure and she reminded me a lot of like the, the mid nineties artists that I grew up with that could do both the folk thing and then also like the rock and roll thing, which typically you don't see much anymore. You know, it's like always somebody doing something else that's not theirs, you know, but tonight's artist is wholly original. She's here on the show to uh, talk about all things Kate dressed up and much more. So with that being said, please welcome Katie Miller to the show. Hey Bob, how's it going? I'm good. You know, um, I'm just, I feel like kind of like pressure off my shoulders like in the last couple of days, just because, I mean, you know, obviously nothing bad happened. I was very, I was worried, you know, yeah. um, that something like catastrophic would come our way, but it didn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I'm just turning my humidifier off. It's all good. Um, yeah, I very much empathize with that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens now. There's still a lot of questions. I know. So, I mean, like, that's my, my thing. It's just like, you know, I mean, politics are so hard because it divides people across, you know, now more than ever. And it's just something I never really foresaw growing up. That, like, I thought that, you know, we were progressing always, not going backwards with like, you know, um, civil rights here in America, all that kind of stuff. Like when we were doing those online festivals, you know, like it was amidst quarantine, you know, like what happened with Floyd, it was just like highly like emotional time that like, I didn't realize that I was like pretty much in PTSD shock the whole time. Like, while just operating here from my house at home, you know, as, yeah. a, as a creative person who loves oxytocin being around people and like doing things, you know, like, yeah. Well, it's really interesting. So, like, I, I'm 28, so, like, I grew up in a time in the 90s where, you know, the Berlin Wall just came down, the Soviet Union dissolved, like, capitalism won, America won, like, the world's going to be great and free and wonderful and we're all a melting pot, whatever. Like, that was very much, like, the, like, the political culture of the time in the 90s, right? So, like, our education reflected that, media reflected that, whatever. And then, you know, like, 9-11 happens, and because of the education we received and, like, like a America-centric media bias, like, we don't really understand where this comes from, like, as a whole population, so we're all caught off guard. And then, like, everything has just been, like, really crazy, like, for America politically since then, and, like, so I studied history in college. I have a degree in history, and, like, it's not like where we are now is not surprising is the short way of saying it. I, uh, I also have a degree in social studies, uh, which oh, is cool. odd. Yeah. And uh, this, the odd thing is now two weeks in a row, both guests have had similar interests in history. You know, I, I guess for me, like I always just was like, you know, the optimism of like, you know, like change and like political against the political landscape. Like now I have no faith really in politics, really. I think it's all like this, enchantment under the sea back to the future thing that's being like you know 
like put up on CNN and Fox News and you have to choose. Like, you know what I mean? I want action. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want yeah. somebody who's just, you know, in there. Be, and there's, it's hard for me because I'm not Democratic and I'm not Republican. You know, I'm independent, been independent since I'm 18, you know, and like, it's hard to talk about these feelings because I feel like politics overwhelms people, you know, and that was like the most craziest thing, you know, like watching that Capitol like riot was just like, I can't believe it's gone here. Like, you know, like he took the battle like right at him, you know, like. Yeah, that's, that's one of like the bigger questions looming like in, in my brain is like specifically with that group that I'll call it a faction that entered the Capitol illegally. Um, like that group and that way of thinking didn't just go away because like parlor is gone and trump's out of office oh yeah yeah but they've been there too like also too it's just been no doubt you know like just waiting you know and like the odd thing is too is like and against like the the spectrum of like how people think and like you know sociology how they communicate with people like they chose him of all people to be their hero (laughs) where he was building the taj mahal in the late 80s and you know, God knows doing what with who, all around the globe. You know, he was a tyrant. He wasn't thinking about the the working class man who has to like lay spackle on the weekends to make ends meet. You know what I mean? Like it's odd. I will say bright bright spots, blue Congress doesn't mean anything. I don't know. It only meant a very little bit in the Obama presidency. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's just a thing, too, is like, I mean, you know, I mean, we are viewed in other places of the world as enemy to them because, you know, Obama dropped bombs. Like, it's always about, you know, power, money, you know what I mean? It's not about, like, the prosperity of, like, the earth or, like, you know what I mean? It has nothing to do with, like, holistic yeah. practices at all. It's no, not, about- not at all. But uh, other than other than Blue Congress, I am interested to see what happens with Bernie Sanders heading the budget committee. Yeah. Cool. I'm just interested to see that that's like I mean I know that's like crumbs after everything but like it's something and I'm interested to see if it makes a difference yeah you know? yeah I mean uh, I never had like a you know a more neat like change has to come and has to come soon the fact that the vaccine isn't getting here to people it's ridiculous you know what I mean it's like you know the ultimate in like just <laughs> failure you know like oh we, yes yeah we have it we run, we're running out of it because we can't store it properly like it's madness yeah no it, it really is i i agree with that i just like there's just a, there's just a lot of questions right now you know we're we're in a period of like we're in a period of like just socio-political chaos in a way right now so there's gonna be like something is going to happen and it's just like what is that thing gonna be like is is the far right going to like regroup and like you know what i mean like if if the government in power right now does not like make meaningful changes that improve regular people's lives they're just going to strengthen the, the far right. Like that's literally how populism works. That's like what it is, is yeah. like you feel like your government is screwing you. And so you like 
all, not all the time. There is like versions of leftist populism, but like regardless, it usually just appeals to the lowest common denominator of society. I agree. Yeah, I, I find that they're going to their anger has been like lit. You know what I mean? Like they're they're just they're ignited by this. They're you know they also like I, I read reports that some of these like uh, Proud Boy members are like going after Trump now because he went against his word and like, you know, in those videos where he's like, we have to have peace now. It's like, yeah. So I've been reading about this concept of um, like imagined realities and the idea that like uh, what makes an imagined reality powerful is when it's shared. When you share an imagined reality and then it ex now it exists outside yourself and that reinforces it inside yourself. So like pretty much everything about human society is an imagined reality. Like corporations are an imagined reality. Like money is an imagined reality. Like it's not, you yeah, know, when it's you not break real. It Money's not real at all. It's just I tell not my real. friends that all the time. Yeah, that's just totally true. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean it does it's not like a meaningful part of your life because it does things for you mm, but like yeah. when you when you break yeah. down the concept it's just trust that's all it is right so that's an imagined reality so thinking about that concept and applying it to like what's been happening in america like politically and like the right gaining a lot of momentum like really far right like those people are sharing and all the disinformation and shit, like all that, that's been feeding it. Like those people are sharing a very powerful imagined reality right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So like people who are in touch with like what we all actually agree is reality and like based on data and facts and observations and like tangible evidence. Um, like how do we, maybe not you and I specifically, but like systems that represent things that we like, you know, agree with enough to live with. Like, how do they break down a very powerful imagined reality that's been like sown and fed and like stoked for the past four years that we just saw like, I don't know if that was like really the biggest explosion we could have seen. And like, I don't, I don't know if it's just, gonna go away because we have like a blue president you know what i mean so that's what like puts me on edge about it a little bit is like the problem runs so deep when you have to literally dismantle an entire belief system yeah that's why i, I mean like i'm just probably jumping over here but i mean like you know like most of these people who are fueled by anger and hatred and racism is like their their main objective in life it, they, to me, I, you know, I, I feel like what they're missing out on is the, the ultimate, like, um, irony in life. And if you're somebody who's listening to the show who has done psychedelics, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, if you just take time to think about it, like, every single person on the planet in some way is connected. You know what I mean? Like, we often tend to think, like, why is there murderers and why are these, you know, people on earth and stuff like that? I mean, it's all a long test of just humanity, you know, just seen through different eyes. But if you think about it like racism is like the reverse it's like looking backwards and not going forward at all and like denial about it and it's like you can't fix somebody i i don't know how to kill an idea that's the hardest thing right the imagined reality too is 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 multiplied too by people and trump right. nation and like you know trump's son like you know uh 
going live like backstage like you know it, you know as people are storming like it's just odd you know it's like a graphic novel like happening it really is front. it really is and that's you know i mean america has been like orchestrating coups or, like in south america like all through the 20th century like obviously we exercise a ton of control in the middle east and honestly on around most of the world like american influence is vast yeah. on the international stage look at the vietnam war for god's sake i remember, I remember there's a show growing up uh, i was like six years old and i was watching a show called tour of duty and uh, it's an abc show that would probably be a hit if it was on netflix now but i was fascinated with the vietnam war because of my mom's explanation for it really it was just like i was like well, so who's the bad guy mom and like she just never could tell me i asked her who won who lost she never could tell me so i went and started studying it and like you know what are we doing over there? Spread it. You can't stop the spread of an idea. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It's yeah. the test. It's the test of humanity too, is like the choice yeah. of being good or evil. And that's it. You know, you can't, right. you just have to be one of the good people, I think in life and just, you know, try to stay clear of the, the negative path. Cause once you do, then you, you know, find yourself dr driving from Arkansas to the capital to steal some piece of mail, you know what no I mean? No doubt. But what's really crazy is, I mean, um, many people in that group perceive themselves as on the the right side you know what i mean oh yeah and, yeah but that's also too like throughout history it's always been that too right. as what is as, as, as well you know what i mean like um i mean if you think about too like the rise of like you know the nazis you know uh we like it tend people tend to get back somebody else's shared imagination of like what they think the world should be like or you know what they think america should look like or how you know a nation should rise but the thing about hitler which is always fascinated me was that like you know he was an artist you know like amongst he wanted to be a painter you know and like i don't think he was like really so much supported and i wonder if that's like where the hatred spawned like the sense of rejection like to become that angry or i feel like i have faith I mean, I, myself and so many people in my life have faced so much rejection. You know what I mean? Like, that's not... As an artist, I mean, I think it's part of, you know what I mean? Like, it's either you, yeah. you, you can face that five days a week or you... Exactly. You, you know, exactly. Um, sometimes even while you're working, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, be, oh, be of course. rejected in the place. But I mean, like, um, it's hard to uh, navigate the consciousness as to the origin of an idea, like when it begins and how then it multiplies into that shared reality you're talking about. Right. Like the universe of just multiple levels of just racism, hate, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's frightening. Yeah. Yep. That's a good way of putting it. You know, and and there's like the, the best way people say, well, what can we do? Well, there just needs to be more better people, you know, like, yeah, I guess, I guess like right now, like it's just the test of people being at home. You know what I mean? And like, so oh, there's you know, so much going on. That's just, I think, but Biden called them or his speechwriter, I guess, called them cascading crises where we're having like crushing student loan debt, pandemic, this political turmoil, uh, cli climate change, like they're doing this so you, you said that you were um you, you grew up in the 90s so how old were you again when 9-11 uh, happened i was nine years old 
So what's it like, okay, so like, I'm always fascinated by this and I ask this a lot on the show. Like I'm fascinated by that story because for me growing up, it was my father retelling the story of the JFK assassination. What was your experience, like my, my own experience like on 9-11 like, you know? Uh, I was in fourth grade. Um, oh, wow. I was in music class, like the elective where the teacher walks you down the hall for like 45 minutes or whatever. And the teacher, like someone came to the door and the teacher went to talk to whoever. And then she came back in like visibly shocked. I didn't really understand what happened at all. Um, Like the concept of like a terror attack or any act of violence on that scale at all had like never entered my universe. So I didn't get it. Uh, my parents showed up cause my mom works for social security. So they just sent like all federal employees home immediately. Um, and obviously my dad like called out or whatever. They showed up to just like, let me know they were okay, which I also didn't understand because I didn't understand that they're, they might not have been like that didn't and then a bunch of kids went home but my parents weren't that cool so they just sent me back inside to finish my school day uh but like it didn't really like mean anything until like weeks after the fact when everyone was still like flying flags and there was like definitely a sense of like american unity that i didn't ever feel before and haven't felt since I've recognized yeah. that even as a, even as a nine-year-old, um, which is like, that's historically how that works. Like when there's like a foreign threat, the country unites. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was what was going to happen with COVID, but it was in fact the, the reverse that brought out the evil. We just had like literally a fucking actual like bad person in charge. Yeah. It's so wild like, too. Like, you know what I mean? The, the rise of all him. bad. They're all bad. Like, there's my favorite president is Jimmy Carter. I think Jimmy Carter has a really good heart. I think he's a good man. He's the only one, though. I have strong critiques about every U.S. president. I do. I I don't. I admire some more than others, but I definitely have strong critiques of all of them. So they're all kind of. Can I curse? Can here? Totally. They're all kind of of shit bags, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Jimmy Carter is a good person, but like. Donald Trump was like a kind of actual evil that we have like just not really seen in the White House, maybe actually since Jackson. Maybe actually since Jackson. Yeah. Just I, like I, overt, like overt, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. overt, aggressive, yeah. um, and violent and um, narcissistic too, like to the point where the the mirage of being a politician is not even relevant. You know what I mean? Like you were saying, like <laughs> not, not all politicians are great. I do agree with that statement hundred percent. I believe it's very, I believe, and I was thinking this today when I was out doing DoorDash, I have many, <laughs> many deep thoughts when I'm DoorDash. And thank you DoorDash for allowing me to plug you for free here on my show. But I was thinking that politicians are very much like the WWE or when I was growing up, the WWF, like wrestlers, like these guys put their lives on the line, but it's fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the repercussions are real. They get hurt. 
they get shoulder surgery. Uh, some presidents, there's attempted assassinations. People hate them from around the world. You know what I mean? Like, but like, there's deals that we don't know about, obviously. And like, they fit these little things into like, uh, yeah. there's this thing about the uh, aliens coming, you know? And I've always been fascinated by aliens. And I've always felt slighted by the fact that when the news came out that there was scientific data of off-world vehicles, nobody cared. You know, it was released on a Friday. And that was it. There was, <laughs> there, there was no like running like down the street, like in like Independence Day or anything like that, that I imagined. It was just a matter of fact, you know, but I mean, it's what also, life's... It's also <laughs> like it kind of like what I was going to say is like how like ignorant we are as like humans is we think that yes, we can't, we're the only ones. There's nothing else more advanced than us, you know, and it's like. Yeah, that's just statistically <laughs> unlikely. I was just thinking we have problems in space and we have problems at home. Like we just have problems everywhere. You know what I mean? We can't get along. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I just like, I've, I'm just not convinced that it's all bad. Yeah, I don't all, want to be. I mean, I like I like people I've like said, AOC. I like uh, you know some politicians. I like with the. I, I agree with she said very much like um, her like how she was reporting. You know, I feel like when she's talking, it, it's truthful. Um, but like, it's also like I mean like here's the brass tax of it, and I said it before on the show, and I probably lost like twenty listeners or whatever. I don't care. But like, we're basing this whole thing, our government, the fireworks that with Katy Perry singing fireworks, very artistically well done by uh, the Biden family, I guess. But like this whole thing is based on a country that had slavery, you know, yeah. like slavery was, you know, before oil and all these other places where we mine it to, you know, the natural resources are depleted. We had slavery, you know, and that was the main business here in America. So you, you can't run a business that's like subway can't start with like, you know, the, the wrong you know foot you know what i mean it has to be like we are subway we're a franchise let's go america it didn't start on the right foot in my opinion it started with that and then they had to like fix it and then when they try to fix it the same kind of shit's happening you know and then it's this duality of like good versus evil constantly yep yeah i mean that's what all the great like books i read are about all the good movies i know all the good, all the good music like that's that's like a literal, like, timeless human theme. Like, there is no, like, time or place in any human existence ever where, like, that's not, like, a prominent theme. I know everybody wants the root for the hero, I guess, you know, but then yeah. they get bogged down. But then it's, like, also, like, who's really the hero? Who's really the bad guy? Is there a hero? Is there a bad guy? Well, I mean, I think that you just, you need the two. That's the problem too, is like, and it's a shitty thing really to say, but it's like people really want to end racism. You know, they want it to, to be over with, but the problem, oh, yeah, the problem is, is like, it's just, it's like, we were talking about that idea. How do you kill it? How do you get rid of it? And then how do you also get rid of something without physical force? It's the laws of, you know, the universe, you know, an object in motion tends to stay in motion. You, you, you got to push to, you know, like, I've been wondering, very, that question has very much been on my mind, definitely, because, like, I've, and you may very well be aware of, like, the history of, like, actually how racism in America was, like, consciously, intentionally, and purposefully designed to, like, have the outcome that it 
to be honest, still has today, which is to separate not only white people from black people, but poor white people from black people. Constantly, so, yeah. Mm, so basically, mm. like in Virginia, when the first um, Jamestown, uh, yeah, no, actually, oh, the first one, uh, when the first, um, when the first uh, African people were brought here as slaves, wherever that was in Virginia, when it, when that first began, um, they were working alongside European indentured servants, and there wasn't much of a difference like socioeconomically between those indentured servants and the Africans who had been brought there. And the wealthy white class noticed them getting along these poor white and African people because they saw that they were both like in the same boat, which is just getting, you know, screwed by capitalism um screwed by people growing tobacco you know what right. I mean? like it's so insane and that's yeah. the prop that's the that's the ongoing theme is uh-huh. like it's, it's just i've been talking about it here for so long it's just like how, so then also too if you have to really like get down to the nitty-gritty of the problem that means you have to get rid of uh democracy right and as soon as you say that even like probably now like the algorithms are pop 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 cahill you know what i mean like, <laughs> you know what i mean I've thought, I mean, we could, not we specifically, I have no, almost no say in anything, but theoretically, there could be a constitutional convention. Like, we could rework it. It's written in there that we can rework it. Like, if we, if enough state governments called for it, I think they would have to have a constitutional convention. I think that's the rules. And the problem, though, is also, too, is like the way that's built also it empowers the state because federal and state law are totally different. You can go right. to jail for like, you know, um, a bag of mushrooms in, in certain states, but in like, you know, Oregon, you can walk free or something. That's you know true. I mean, like, so, I mean, that's just the odd thing. So it's like also to like the first word of this country is the United, you know, United. It's, yeah. it's not united when those two things are separate. And it's just, it's simple. I really f- feel like we live in 50 different countries and it's, I mean, if that's what you want to be, then why can't you be that? Then it's, I like a, it's like a federation. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. The federations make sense. We probably have the most, like, diverse laws and cultures across our, like, internal divisions than any mm-hmm. other country. Like, uh, I forget where, what I was watching at all. Oh, um, someone Australian who was in a... a school program in america were asked like what's one of the most surprising things to you about being here and their answer was how different all the laws in the 50 states are and having to like know them all it's nuts and it's like scary like when i first found out about it was when i really i guess as a a young adult started traveling you know around the country flying and stuff and Mm -hmm. Figuring out what was uh, what in different places, and it's just odd, you know. It, it just it freaked me out, along with everything else. Really, kind of growing up in this strange universe we call home, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's so wild sometimes to think that like like I just like today like when I was DoorDash and I saw this lady in front of me and she had like maybe like a I'm gonna say like a 2002 like Chevy or something like not the greatest okay. car, 
and uh, traffic was moderate, but she just couldn't wait. And like, you know, like when you're making a left-hand turn somewhere, there's like a concrete divider, so you, you can't like get over until it's your uh -huh. turn. Uh -huh. He rode that whole thing up on her car and letting the bottom of it just scratch all up to get to a red light. And I so badly just wanted to go up to her and just be like, did you really need to do that? You know, like the rush, you know, of like uh, a sense of time, like people, I don't know. I think yeah. people need to be like woken up, you know what I mean? Like their anger and their hatred can be, you know. I think a lot of people need to experience an ego death really is what I'm saying is like people think that they're the best, you know, they should have sprayed them all with DMT at the Capitol yeah. um, stairs. In my opinion, <laughs> I just think that's, I just think that's too much to ask. Can I you imagine though what they did though? If they just were like, okay, everybody. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> entire, the entire world order would change within 10 days. I mean, instead what we got was that video that was cut by the New Yorker when they arrived into, you know, is this the Senate, you know, and like the, the Kunan, shaman who now is infamous with american culture which is just so disturbing in, in, in its own you know like uh he's iconic you know and yeah oh god iconic that's a strong word it's kind it, of that's true. Just, it's true though and that's the it's sick thing true. about it is he's known all around the world that was the first photograph i saw when i popped on when somebody texted me like you'll never believe what's happening turn on the news and like i turn on the news and i see him approaching and it's like a mix of like, you know, of, of um, things that are relevant in pop culture, in my opinion. That's why it's stung with people is because he kind of looks like Aquaman. He kind of looks like, um, yeah, Jason Momoa, but he also has like a bald head. He's just very interesting in, into that weird sect of individual who thinks that they're that special that they need to go there and write a note at the, you know, the speaker's desk. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> That was interesting to watch. I was glued. You want to talk about 9-11? I'll always remember the day of the Capitol riot. And I pretty much from like 2.30 to 5.30 p.m. was just glued to like multiple different live streams. I yeah, you know like what? I, I'm realizing that too. I've never, you know, that's another moment. I didn't even process it yet until Oh, tonight. 100%. 100%. And I, uh, I was in a group chat with some friends of mine. There's like eight of us in a chat. And like every time we were all watching different stuff and every time something happened, it'd be like, yo, this is happening on this screen. We all click over there, oh, like cool. update each other all day. It was cool. It probably was not healthy. I just didn't need to do that to myself at all. But so, felt, so let me ask you a question. Did you see yeah. all the carnage like during that time period right away? Did you see like the riot, the riotous behavior and stuff that, you know, other stuff? Yeah, I watched a bunch of crazy, crazy stuff. I didn't see... I didn't see any of the direct violence. Like I saw live streams of like the aftermath and the before, but I didn't, I didn't catch anything really crazy, but the whole thing was kind of crazy. Like when there were cameras inside the Capitol building, literally at all, there was just this, like, it just felt totally surreal. It really, it did, you know, like, um, I'm, I guess, a retired school teacher. I used to teach fourth grade. So I, it's odd that you said fourth grade. I worked uh, at a Quaker school and we used to take the kids down to um, the Capitol with, a, you know, a couple of parents and like right. uh, we would tour around there. And we stayed in like a hostel type, you know, environment right behind, you know, the Capitol. And every morning we'd walk right by it. And like, I just couldn't believe it. And like, you know, the room where um, the, the circular room with the pillars and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, um, 
I'll never forget being there. And uh, my kids were so exhausted from the heat and everything that they took naps in that room. Nice. It came on the news. Like it was just like such a weird, you know what I mean? Like I was just like, oh man, you know, like this is, this is really happening. It's gotten this yeah. bad that the country. Yeah. And like, yeah. what, is it, what is it that they want? What's, what's so interesting to me, right? So hello. what's so, in, this is Calsfer. Calsfer decided to show up. What's your cat's name? Calcifer. Cool name. Yeah, he's a cool guy. So what is really interesting about the people who did all those crazy things is like if you were to talk to them about all the things that like need to go away about the US government, like we would find so much common ground. Like, if, if we were to sit around and talk about what's wrong with the government, we would find so much common ground with those people. But where we would lose each other is, okay, so now what's next? Like, what do we do? <laughs> the, the, point, vision, yeah. the vision of what is... So one of the things that I read is that um, an imagined reality, like the culture that comes up around it, whatever. Once that is created right so for example the concept of money like once that concept is created it cannot be eradicated and like made to go away and there just be a vacuum something has to replace it yeah you know what would be sweet is the aliens you know they'd be just I'm, awesome i was thinking the same thing man we should run we should run for uh yes. contact i watched the, uh, the travis uh, walton uh podcast on joe rogan because I, I was fascinated since i was i was 13 years old when fire in the sky came out and i was just like man this guy's story is so crazy you know and like then i think that was when i first started taking aliens seriously like wait a minute are they here you know and uh his story wasn't really told correctly in the film but i mean it's just it's just wild that they know you know the israeli government's like look we know trump knows you know let's talk about it nobody wants to talk about it i think that they they don't need to like they don't need us. That's the problem. And like when they are seen, Travis Walton thinks that when they are seen, it's not like a mistake or an accident. It's like on purpose. Like they want to be there. And it's kind of like, you know, if they're super smart, why not? You know what I mean? Like they want to have a specific purpose, you know, I guess. I mean, I kind of don't think, uh, I mean, like there are certain things I don't buy into. Like I don't buy into crystals. I don't get the crystals thing, for what example. Do you mean people who carry around crystals like as positive, negative energy and stuff like that? Yeah, like, oh, this crystal opens my throat chakra. Like, I just don't, yeah. I don't buy that. That's fine, whatever. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, totally fine. It's your opinion. When it yeah, comes yeah. to, like, questions of the universe, for example, aliens, like, this is, like, statistically, like, the odds just indicate that they exist. Did you ever like, see a UFO? I haven't, but like in this universe, like I've I've watched a bajillion things about how like you ever watch like the thought experiments about how big the universe is? Like yeah. compare I mean, like I, Earth to a marble, whatever. I read a lot about like neuroscience and like how like um you know the mind perceives the universe and like you know it just like the mystery of like who we are and you know what i mean like i'm that, that that to me is like more fascinating than politics 
or any type no, of fascism. Not. You know what I mean? I don't understand like why people aren't driven by that really, you know, like my whole purpose really, I feel now in life is to try one, to try to be the best person I can be because I firmly do believe in good karma, but also to find out really what this thing is all about. You know what I mean? Because it's like, what else is there? Everybody's, everybody was so tested when COVID happened because they were all so scared for the first time of their mortality, you know? Right. But being able to identify, I, I do this other self-help podcast called bobbyvibrations.com. And like, I talk about some of the stuff I learned in therapy and like, you know, I mean, you, I mean, like the, the, the positive reality of what you want is really the, you know, the output, you know what I mean? Like what you're putting out, then you track people, you know, who can match that frequency. And like, people just don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about like, you know, like uh, who the, the master race is and like, you know, how big my F-250 is and how big my American flag, flag you know what I mean? Like fueled by hang- anger and hate because really I think, but the, because these same people are also so tested by the, you know, their ego against mortality is the problem, you know? And there's yeah. people in my neighborhood are like that, you know, they're so fueled, like they still have their Trump stuff up. That's a weird one for yeah. me. That's it's a weird. weird one to me for sure. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like, I don't, I, I also believe in aspects of, you know, like um, not wishing, you know, hate upon any living person, you know, aspects of like Buddhism and stuff like that. You wish no harm on somebody. Right. Like when Trump like got sick with COVID, everybody's like, I hope this motherfucker dies. You know, I was just like, it's the wrong energy. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, I know what what they meant because I read, you know, you know, the news and like I watch movies. Yeah. I understand you're upset. You want revenge. It's a really natural motivation for humans, but I mean, it's just never going to solve anything. Gandhi too. Gandhi said, an eye for an eye will make the world go blind. I love that quote. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think for myself personally, I'm not like staunchly defending this position, but just like my personal taste about it is like, there are probably people that there is a very strong bordering on irrefutable argument that they should not exist in the human race. And I don't think it's my responsibility to make that decision necessarily, but I think like there's just some cases where you're like, yo, that person should not be in the human race at all. I don't know if Donald Trump is one of them. And I'm not saying I should go around wishing ill on people either. I'm just maybe objectively observing that like if a person is super duper harmful and only harmful and only bad, which you can measure by like outward effects on others around them and whatnot and on the world. It is a weird thing, right? Because like how much can can you measure hate? I guess like, you know. Right. It's all very subjective. And yet I do feel strongly. I used to feel that way. Like I felt that way towards, um, I mean, like an, an odd like thing that like I, an odd door dash thought in my car one day was um, how, you know, um, I'm, how much like I changed in the course of 20 years. Like I was uh, a freshman at Temple University when uh, 9-11 happened. And like, I remember in the days after, you know, watching Saturday Night Live and seeing Rudolph Giuliani be like, you know, uh, can we laugh again? And like Lauren Michaels is like, you know, can we? And like they were cracking jokes. 
And my perspective as a 20 year old or whatever man was like, you know, oh, Rudy Giuliani's all right, man. He's the mayor of New York. He's the mayor of America. And then 20 years later, to him having the strangest year of his life, but from like Barat to, to, you know, the grease coming down his head, also to like his, his statement at that rally, let's have trial by combat. It was so different than what I had perceived 20 years ago. And that is the true test for everyone really out there is like, can you measure the, the weight of somebody's goodness across time? Like Biden right. put everybody away in the nineties for like 10, $20 worth of weed. You know, you go to jail for five, six, seven years. You're not going to see your wife, your kids, whatever. You know what I mean? And he says, he's sorry. Okay. I guess I believe you grandpa. Oh, okay. You know, but like, why did you do that then? You know what I mean? Like, where is there ever going to be somebody who stands up across the political spectrum and just is a good person and there is no other agenda? There's no narcissism. There's no JFK mirage of like, you know, this is America, but yet alone I'm really just a crazy person, you know, with crazy brothers who were like, you know, trying to be philanthropists, but, you know, really just sleeping around like Hollywood and stuff. I've read so many crazy things about them. Like, yeah, uh, Kennedys are nuts for sure. I think so. What's interesting, maybe, and this is like a very hopeful uh, take, but what's interesting is like, okay, so like, in my opinion, social media is very interesting from a historical perspective because it uh, democratizes the narrative. If right, so basically, instead of having the New York Times, the Chicago Tribune, like the LA, whatever the hell it is, putting out their stories and it's like newsies on the street asking for change. We're all on social media, there's live streams, there's live tweeting. We've seen, like I think the reason that the Black Lives Matter protests last year were so um, like, I don't know if I would call them successful, but they were very effective. Um, like we saw videos of horrible things happening and we saw videos of people standing together. And like the fact that the, the story of those protests in large part was told just by the people who were there on the ground is so different than like any sort of like media to population relationship that's existed before like 2010 even right so like that kind of makes me hopeful that figures the thing is like who the hell wants to be a political leader in america like they all get killed so that's a big thing but like that aside the way social media works gives me hope in a way that people can utilize it to reach a voter base more directly without pandering to corporations like Bernie did, like AOC did. And that could create a pathway for, if not good people, people who will genuinely serve their constituents. Yeah, and want to, you know, like right. as a good person. Um, right. You know, we, we spoke uh, for 45 minutes tonight about politics we didn't really talk about music at all but you know i mean that's the one thing that i think that's unique about you is that you have a voice you know what i mean and you're also a musician so i think the two go hand in hand uh, but it, I, I we got to talk about what what's going on right now with your band kate dressed up awesome yeah uh 
things actually, which is so exciting for me. Um, last year was really weird. I had single lined up, album on the way, national tour, new band, the whole whatever, super psyched. None of it happened, of course. Um, and then right at the end of last year, we got this kind of like little gust in our sales where I orchestrated a virtual Girlzilla event, which is a feminist benefit event that I occasionally do whenever I have like the time and resources for it. And we teamed up with oh, some folks in Minneapolis called Parallax. And we had three bands from Philly, three bands from Minneapolis, alternating sets for like five or six hours, raised a bunch of money for Planned Parenthood. That was sick. That's what we thought was our high point of the year. And then we got invited to come play the end of the year celebration in Asbury Park, which is called What a Wonderful Year. And we got to play on a really nice stage with a really nice sound system. And like, it just ended up being so special for us. It was like three days before the end of 2020. So that was just like a nice little thing that the universe slipped in for us. And now I have a finished product in my possession. I have a release date that I'm not going to share yet. So it's, I'm not putting the album out yet, but I have a single ready that I'm really, really excited about that in the foreseeable future will be available. And that's like huge deal. I haven't released new music since 2018. So yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. I, I saw those pictures of you guys playing and I was so jealous. It was because crazy. I, I, I missed playing so much with people like i just miss it you know yeah and like, I, I thought like before covid happened you know i have a family and you know a kid i was like i you know i kind of kind of gotta you know slow down a little bit there you know and then like as i was coming to that decision in my mind this happens and then i realized how much i miss it and like how much yeah i mean like i play you know music every day you know what i mean like it's just something i gotta do you know yeah like, absolutely to get stuff out you know it feels good and it's so hard because it's like you know i couldn't do any more of those online festivals you know like it no like, not it, at all. like i wasn't fatigued at all by it i mean yeah they were long days or whatever but it just wasn't natural you know what i mean right. like it wasn't it's clickbait you know what i mean it's not it wasn't a natural vibe in the beginning the first maybe two or three yeah maybe it was great but as it went on i just realized like in that moment like oh no yeah you know yeah the live stream thing has been tough the live stream thing has been tough to keep up um i've like seen a bunch i've tuned into a few um which are like it's like watching like live performances on youtube like it's all right mm -hmm. you know yeah. i don't i don't fun. hate it yeah it's not fun and it just i mean that's just the most that's the hardest part i can't imagine being a, like yourself you know what i mean like uh you know, a young woman about to release like a new album last year and then like all this happens, you know, like you have all momentum on your side, you know what I mean? Like, um, and then that happens, you know? Yeah. Like when I was 28, like I, I sold out the bottom of the Golden Dragon and uh, it was the, one of the best years of my life, you know? Wow. Yeah, that sounds very cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah it was it, a good time. It, it kind of happened to everybody and like I am luckier than some. Like I feel like musicians, so like I wasn't, I was not relying on music to like pay bills and shit. And so I feel like for people who were just getting to a point of being able to do that are the ones who really felt it 
and were hit the hardest by yeah yeah like your dreams is crushed you know what i mean i couldn't imagine that because then it's like also your dream also relies on the use of people experiencing you seeing you hearing you listening to you and even before that it was difficult because whereas social media is very useful for the use of politics and stuff like that i find that it is very it's a negative thing for bands starting out you know what i mean you gotta like pay it's not paying to play it's uh, paying to get people to follow you and it's just it's just a bad vibe you know you can't just be talented anymore it has to be how many people how many if there's a dot and how many people follow you you know what i mean like and it wasn't like that way when i grew up because it was just whatever sounded good on the radio you know it's so weird that that's my like i never thought that like that would go away i guess as as a young person that I, as i got older like my perception of media it would have to adapt right. and that's what i'm dealing with now at age 40 being like what <laughs> what's going on here because yeah. like you said like do you, what news station do you watch you know what i mean like i watch fox i watch cnn i watch natural news i watch you know Infowars. i'll read everything and i still feel like i don't know anything you know and it's it's upsetting there's no daily planet there's no clark kent reporter that's going to promise to tell you the truth justice in the american way it just doesn't exist it's a fictional tale yeah no i american news is some of the most dishonest did you ever wake up to it like in the morning it's like you're gonna die i actually don't have i don't have cable at all thank god i don't have cable at all and basically the way that i view the world from like the here and now is like i have studied so much history i've read so many history books from like all different times and places. What's your what's your favorite uh, period of history? In college, I really liked studying Russia and Central Asia and the Middle East. That's cool. I enjoyed yeah. the the religions of that. I enjoyed studying like Taoism, Sheikhism, and like cool that part of my college career. But for me, I guess I mean like I was just always fascinated with colonialism, just being like, they did what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I feel like so that cool. was that was like studying American history and colonialism, colonialism and world history were like requ- requirements of the program. And I also like studied like all you get taught in like K through 12 is American history, really. Like there's a world history class, but it's it's still American centric. And so my favorites were the ones that I just like got to pick. So I was taught about Russia and the Soviet Union by a guy who grew up in the Soviet Union, the son of Soviet academics who were geologists. One was a geologist, one was an archeologist. And he spent his youth like literally traveling around the Soviet Union to dig sites with them. And now he's a professor in New Jersey, which is super cool. And then I learned about Central Asia from a woman who is like a recognized national scholar in Turkmenistan. And she like got arrested in the USSR for like going to a shrine alone that they didn't want her to go to because she was studying Sufi shrines. So like that fascinates me. Yeah, the Russian the Russian stuff uh, always, I mean, like, I guess like for me, it was like uh, the story of the uh nicholas's kid that had the you know the um got that brain right now 
basically he had a blood disorder. Can't remember the name of it at the moment. Okay. But he sought out Rasputin's help because he was, you know, this magic man who, you know, was killed, I guess, seven, 12 different ways. But um, the thing about Russia that I was, was always fascinated about was just like how, like, the, like what really was going on there versus like what my perception was as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Be, because you just grew, I mean, I grew up with like Rocky Four, right. Russia kills Apollo Creed, they're bad, you know what I mean? Like there's people right. there who are, are struggling, you know what I mean? Like they're, they don't like, you know, necessarily, you know, being part of, you know, that type of environment, you know, it's just. I mean, like most people don't hate most people. Like I, I've been to Jordan in the Middle East and like, I've like, like any, I just have this idea that anywhere you go in the world, like most regular people want like a decent home, a decent education, be able to have their own belief system without being bothered, food on their table. Like there's really basic things that could be like systemically orchestrated for people to have that would just vastly improve like everyone's existence. I know. That would be so sweet. I think Kanye was trying to build something like that. Kanye was building like these domes, like where it should be like a community type environment for people. Oh but gosh. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just like, and then they, he built them and like they were destroyed like three days later. Right. But, you know, like, uh, I guess people long for that. They long for community. They want to feel like they're protected. They want to feel like they're a part of something. But it always winds up that they're a part of the wrong thing, you know? Like, I was also I thinking think, about cults, like, recently, too. And it's like, yeah. Donald Trump did start, uh, he did start a cult, you know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. he he started this, like, you know, uh, almost like a comic book, you know what I mean? Like, the Joker, the rise of, like, you know, like, these people who, you know, like, a, a crazy clown represent that will do anything for him. Straight out of the books right. that I read, you know what I mean? And it's just wild, you know? And then it's just, it's an upward battle to keep up with things, you know what I mean? But, like... It's just, yeah. it, I just never thought that this would be the reality, but I mean, I am happy in my daily life, you know, I hope that you're happy in your daily life. I hope that you continue to um, yeah. keep making music, you know, and uh, hopefully go on that tour once the Thank world you. resumes, you know. From your lips to God's ears. And I also appreciate the fact that uh, you have a voice on social media. You're not somebody who, you know, stays quiet, you know what I mean? Like, I appreciate that. I find a lot of the times people don't really say what they mean on there, you know, and it's just that's when you just scroll, you know what I mean? But yeah, I wish you the best. And um, thank you. you likewise. Ever, if I ever do shows, I'll definitely I'll book you like on the rooftop at Whole Foods. Like it's a, an amazing experience. I missed oh, yeah. things, but um, I'll hit you up. Um, appreciate it. Uh, there's information down below here in the podcast where you can listen to Kate Dressed Up. Uh, we could have kept going too, but I have to fill an hour quota, by the way. You're very well versed in the art of podcasting. I think that you should have your own show, Kate Dressed oh, Up, the thank cast. You. you know what I mean? Thank you. But, uh, if you ever decide to run for politics, hit me up. Uh, I'd love to uh, help you out. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast. Peace. <laughs>